Welcome to Tales from the Mustaverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. In the realm of dragons, the mission is underway to bring everyone together to fix magic. The enormous blue dragon known as the Great Gonzalo is trapped in a cell, placed there when he attempted to capture Ringo, the unpredictable horse, over 200 years ago. In his weakened state, he believes Montgomery the Moose is the only one who can break him out, based on a centuries-old prophecy. But with Earth turning to chocolate, will they be able to fix magic in time? Keep listening to find out what happens next. And as always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseiverse. Mr. Toucan came crashing to the ground at top speed, close to the giant raccoon known as Roger. Ow! Mr. Toucan moaned. That doesn't get any easier. Roger didn't seem to notice at first, but then jumped with alarm when she saw the small bird next to her and fell backwards, shaking the ground and knocking into two palm trees. Quick! Mr. Toucan began now that Roger was paying attention. Where's Montgomery? Mr. Toucan had been racing through the sky as fast as he could for the last hour or so, scanning the ground below with intensity for the lumbering moose creature. Montgomery was nowhere to be found, though, and Mr. Toucan hoped that this other, much larger creature would know where to find him. Um, who? The raccoon asked with a shrug. Montgomery! The moose! Where is he? Who's that? Roger asked again with little care and Mr. Toucan slowly realized what had happened. This place had got to the raccoon in the same way it had to Fred, making them forget their friends and the past they had before coming here. What's your name? Mr. Toucan asked, hoping to try a different approach. Uh, the raccoon started. She wasn't sure at first if she even had a name, or what having a name even meant. I don't, she started before trailing off. Okay, well, you're not the moose, but maybe you can help. There's someone trapped, and we need someone very big and strong to help them get out. You look big, and maybe you're strong. It's hard to tell. Will you? I am big, the raccoon interrupted. I am really big. Mr. Toucan thought about what the large creature might be saying. Wait, did something here make you big? Was it the water in that stream? The toucan asked. Yes, the raccoon replied with excitement her eyes widening as if remembering for the first time, and then seemed lost in thought, tipping her head to the side a little and staring into space. Ah, Mr. Toucan continued. Okay, come on. Mr. Toucan led Roger in the direction of a waterfall, and Roger followed the bird without really knowing why she was doing it. The trek took close to an hour, but neither of them spoke, and it felt like only five minutes because time moves in such unpredictable ways in this land. This waterfall was gentle, but came from a long way up, so high in fact that Roger couldn't see where it was coming from. And as they got close to it, the pool it landed in seemed to go nowhere, almost as if it just continued to fall into the land in some never-ending flow of water. Okay, Mr. Toucan ordered, drink some of this. Again, Roger didn't know why she was going along with what Mr. Toucan wanted, but she did it just the same. She stuck her head out to lap up some of the water as it fell before Mr. Toucan shouted out, No, 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 not like that. You'll get too much. Just put some in your hands and drink it. Roger did as she was told and cupped her hands to gather some water from the falls. She looked at Mr. Toucan for confirmation. 
The bird nodded, so Roger took a sip and slowly drank the whole amount. She looked again at Mr. Toucan, who now seemed to be growing larger. But everything seemed to be growing larger. Of course, it was really Roger who was shrinking. As her body settled at approximately the size of a coyote, a little larger than a standard raccoon size, but way smaller than she had just been, she tried to adjust to her new size. Her eyes looked all around and widened as they settled on the sky. Montgomery the moose, she said. Yes, Mr. Toucan replied. It's working, see? Your memory is coming back now that you're returning to your own size. No, Roger replied with panic in her voice, pushing Mr. Toucan to the side and pointing to a brown object in the sky. Montgomery the moose! A few hundred feet away, or a few hundred feet diagonally up in the sky, to be more accurate, Montgomery the moose thought to himself, this isn't going how it was supposed to. He had slipped off Spaceship's cockpit, just as he suspected he might, and was tumbling down through the air. With every turn, the ground seemed to be getting closer and closer, and for the first time, he regretted never asking his mom how to fly. I'm the worst moose in the world, he thought to himself. Can't even fly. Suddenly, less than 20 feet from the ground, spaceships swooped underneath with perfect accuracy for Montgomery to land directly onto the domed cockpit again, legs straddled as before. It was all very impressive to Mr. Toucan and Roger, until Spaceship stopped suddenly after a job well done and Montgomery the Moose's momentum carried him straight off the cockpit again and he tumbled to the ground with an enormous thud, just a couple of feet from Roger. Montgomery, are you okay? Roger asked. Now that she remembered him again, all the memories of their friendship had come flooding back. Ow! He moaned in reply. Laying almost upside down, his head stretched back, he was very close to the waterfall Roger had just drunk from. Ooh, water, he said distractedly, and stretched to take a deep gulp. No, wait, stop, Roger and Mr. Toucan called out almost in unison. Huh? Why? he said, looking at them. Never mind that now, never mind that now, Mr. Toucan replied in a hurry. Now that you're here, I need to take you to save the great Gonzalo. Spaceship swooped down and landed close by, opening her cockpit and letting everyone out. Montgomery the Moose looked at Mr. Toucan with confusion. Who are you? Look, it doesn't matter who I am. I'm Mr. Toucan, by the way. Nice to meet you. You're the one who's supposed to save magic, and we don't have much time. I need to take you through a portal to another realm. If a realm means the same thing as a world, I think I just did that. Well, no, another another realm. And then what? How many realms are there? Well, Mr. Toucan replied, Actually, that's a good question. I have no idea how many there are. But the one I'm taking you to is where the great Gonzalo is imprisoned. No one else has been able to get him out, but you can. Why do you think I can? Mr. Toucan paused. Because the great Gonzalo says you can. A voice boomed from the air as the orange dragon known as Trevor came down to land close by. Because we've always known it would be you. Uh-huh, Montgomery replied doubtfully. The teleporting Trevor, Mr. Toucan greeted the large dragon reverently, bowing as he did so. The teleporting Trevor waved him away without much notice. Nevertheless, Mr. Toucan continued, Sir, it is a great honor to meet you once again, and now that you're here, I believe fortune favors us all. The portal through to the great Gonzalo's cell is growing smaller by the hour. This moose will never fit through, but with your powers you can expand the portal to allow him through. 
The teleporting drawer sighed a deep sigh and closed his eyes. Mr. Toucan picked up on what that meant. I cannot, the large orange dragon said. Why not, Spaceship asked. You just brought us through here. But the dragon's face said it all. Opening the portal from Maine to this land had exhausted him more than he realized it would. He looked wobbly, and as they all watched helplessly, he collapsed, sending up a cloud of dirt and dust as he hit the ground. Mr. Toucan looked distraught. Time is running out, he said. Roger seemed to have an idea and tried to speak but was interrupted. Well, there must be another way for me to get through, Montgomery said. After all, I'm pretty good at running through small holes. Roger raised a paw to get everyone's attention but was ignored again. He's not wrong, Montgomery the Mouse said from his vantage point on Spaceship's hull. No, Mr. Toucan replied. The reality that the Great Gonzalo is in was designed to keep one large creature in and keep other large creatures out. Hmm, Roger said loudly, feeling quite proud of herself as she stood on her back legs and leaned on a rock by the waterfall. If only, she said sarcastically, if only there was something that could make you small. Exactly, Montgomery the Moose said, somewhat irritated at Roger. That's the point. Wait, how did you get small again, Roger? Montgomery the Mouse gasped. Yes, that's it, Mr. Toucan said. Your smelly friend has got it. Mr. Toucan hopped over to Roger in support before becoming repulsed by her scent. Roger took great offense to this and smelled herself, but decided that she smelled beautiful and that birds just had a terrible sense of smell. We just need something to make you smaller, Mr. Toucan continued. Roger shook her head impatiently. Mr. Toucan had clearly missed her point. The waterfall, she added. That will shrink you down. Mr. Toucan looked concerned. The waterfall? Montgomery the Moose asked incredulously. Yeah, Roger said excitedly. Remember how I was huge and now I'm regular size again? Well, more or less. The water in this place is crazy. Yeah, but remember how changing size made Roger forget things, Montgomery? Montgomery the Mouse added with worry. She forgot her life and her friends. What if that happens to you, too? Montgomery the Moose shared his friend's concern. Besides, Mr. Toucan added, it won't work. That reality is protected against magic. But I only need magic to fit through the portal on this side, right? Montgomery the Moose asked. But he could see Mr. Toucan needed help to follow along. So if magic stops working the moment I pass through, I'll be regular size again. Hmm, Mr. Toucan understood at last. Intriguing. How does this magic water work anyway? Wheezy the Frog asked. I mean, you're saying some made Roger bigger, but this would make things smaller? Mr. Toucan explained that the water in this land came from two springs. The water from one was known as embiggening water, which is what Roger had drunk before. This water was enshrinkening water. The only water that wouldn't affect size was from the ocean, where the two springs met and mixed. That sounds completely ridiculous, said Spaceship. Yes, of course, you're completely right, sentient spaceship who's just traveled to a magical land with the help of a dragon. Completely ridiculous, retorted Mr. Toucan sarcastically. Okay, point taken, spaceship replied. But, but, Montgomery the Mouse argued with tears in his eyes. But if you're regular size on the other side of the portal, how will you get back? And what if, what if it does the same thing to you that it did to Roger and you forget me? Montgomery the Moose walked slowly over to Spaceship, bringing his head level with his mouse friend sitting on her hull. Montgomery, 
he said slowly and gently. I could never forget you. With that, he strode to the waterfall, and as Montgomery the mouse covered his teary eyes, Montgomery the moose held his mouth open under the falls and took a large, deep mouthful of water. Almost immediately, he shrunk to the size of a mouse. Whoa, Montgomery the mouse-sized moose said with wide eyes. I thought this was supposed to make me small. Why are you all so big? As Walter the frog corrected him, Montgomery the mouse jumped from the edge of the spaceship's hull to a nearby bush and scurried down to his friend. The two Montgomerys, now the same size, met eyes in a way they had never been able to before. Montgomery the mouse panicked that his moose friend would lose memories quickly and wanted to be there with him the whole time. My friend, Montgomery the mouse-sized moose said, as if they had not seen each other for months. Now I can see what you really look like. Montgomery the mouse nodded. It's really different seeing you at this size. You're like me now. Come on, Mr. Toucan ordered. We need to go. Yes, Montgomery the mouse agreed. The fact that Montgomery the moose had called him my friend worried him slightly, and he didn't want this to take longer than it had to. Spaceship suggested that Mr. Toucan take the two Montgomerys ahead of everyone else to save time, and she would track them to follow along with everyone else. The two small Montgomerys climbed onto Mr. Toucan's back and flew off, but as Walter and Wheezy hopped up to get back inside Spaceship's cockpit, a metal panel opened in her outer hull just a few inches from them, revealing a funnel connected to a hose, which snaked out like an elephant's trunk and made its way under the waterfall. What are you doing? Wheezy demanded. I have a plan, Spaceship replied mysteriously. This water won't affect me, I'm only mechanical, but I'll put Bobby inside it, shrink him down, and then send him into the same place Montgomery is going. If magic doesn't work there, he'll be back to normal, right? The frogs thought through this theory for a moment, while Spaceship's funnel took in gallon after gallon of enshrinkening water. The teleporting Trevor, in his weakened state and collapsed in a heap, growled. Why wouldn't it work on you, he said. You are alive. The great orange dragon dropped his head once again. Wait, I'm alive? And suddenly, Spaceship began to shrink, with the frogs tumbling to the ground as a result. When Walter and Wheezy recovered, they looked around, sure that Spaceship would now be the size of a mouse too, but she was nowhere to be found. Quesadilla! Walter shouted. Where did she go? Wheezy shouted at the same time. The dragon stirred again. She took too much. She's gone subatomic. It's up to the shrinking Shala to save her now. To be continued. And now we'd love to read your stories. What kinds of mishaps might have happened in the realm of dragons with the embiggening and enshrinkening water? Well, maybe you'd like to tell a story about where Mr. Toucan came from and his life before arriving in this magical land. You can tell us a story about other Mooseverse characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. Send your story to hello at mooseverse.com. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Mooseverse.com is also where you can find information about our online writing and story growing workshops as well as downloadable coloring pages, Tales from the Mooseverse merchandise, and information about how to join our Patreon team. 
Thanks, as always, for your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. They make a big difference in helping a podcast like ours find a wider audience. We love this recent review from L5Bell, who says, Five words. The best story podcast. Yay! Thanks so much. We have five words of our own in response. The best listeners ever. Yay! We're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseiverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.